This is the Sonicast, where artists discuss their passion for creating music. We discuss everything about music creation, from the tech needed for success to music education. So if you love making beats, film scoring, or creating sample packs, this is the show for you, where you'll regularly hear from experts in their field discuss their experiences and learn what makes them highly sought-after professionals. Today's guest is Daniel Lara. Daniel is the co-founder of Sonic Productions and one of the lead music track creators for the team. He has an extensive music and teaching education background, as well as a lifelong history playing in churches, leading bands, and much, much more. He has music tracks placed with television and radio advertisers. The interview takes place at his studio. All right, uh, we're back again uh, with uh, Daniel Lara, uh, one of the composers uh, for Sonic Productions. Uh, we're going to just take some time to listen to a few of, of his, a uh, few songs of his work, of his library, and um, we'll get a chance to hear his creative process through that. So, uh, Danny, thank you very much for doing this again, man. I really appreciate yeah, it. Man. Join um, it. Thank you. So I want to, I want to, I had asked you to pull up three different songs so that you can kind of talk a little bit. We can get a chance to know your creative process. And okay. there were a few that you had pulled up. Um, one's called String Phobia. The other is Chill Lo-Fi With Me, and the third is Fade to Black. Um, we've used a few of these, and but they're they're located in our library here at Sonic Productions. Yep. Um, and so I want to just really get a chance to listen to uh, the songs, and then I want you to just talk me through them a little bit. i got some questions on them. So. Okay, let's do it. Um, so let's go ahead and pull up uh, String Phobia. Okay. Um, I think that's the first one that, that we have here on our, on our list. So we're going to listen to String Phobia. It's a really nice song, Danny. Um, Thanks. I, I, I like that one. When, when, when you first presented that song to me, I heard, I mean, one of the things I love about music is that music is a means of communicating, right? Right. I mean, so we, we want to communicate by using music. And when I heard that song, I was thinking like blockbuster movie. I was thinking like, you know, uh, you know, a, a trailer to like a major blockbuster summertime movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really had a lot of energy and power to it. I really liked the song. Um, do you start composing that with that in mind? Or do you sometimes just let songs create themselves? I think it's always letting the song kind of guide you 
in the direction that uh, it wants to go. I like, I really feel that most of the time, the idea, whether it be a melody line or a beat, that mm-hmm. I feel that has, you know, a good chance of being the main theme or whatever it might be. In many instances, that becomes secondary to something that happens in the creative process. Okay. So I start with this idea, like this line, like, okay, this is it. Like, I really like this line. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this. And, uh, in that creative process, I discover something else that kind of comes to fruition as a result, because I'm trying to come up with maybe a, a B part or a C part or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking like, I kind of like this part better now. Like <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny how that happens, but, um, yeah, I just kind of like let it take its course and, um, um, let it work itself out. So I would imagine that sometimes as you're creating a song halfway through, you realize this is not the same song I started with. Yes. Uh, sometimes I'm surprised with what comes out, not because of the quality of it, just because that's not what I intended <laughs> at the get go, you know? I, I have something in mind. And most of the time, you know, the, the genre, it'll still fit within the genre. But right. the idea of like, I really thought this was going to go a different direction within this genre. But man, it just kind of took its own, you know, so, life and, so and the, went this other route. In the beginning of String Phobia, I'm hearing first this solo piano, maybe a little bit of strings underneath it. And then it hits. Yes. Yes. So was that the intention or was it just, you know, I always feel, and I think that's me. First of all, you, you hear me as a pianist coming through. Uh, and that's always, right. it's kind of hard to break away from the piano. <laughs> and I know it's, it's I'm not good no, it's, uh, it's because fine. I need to stray from it sometimes. Um, so sometimes I will kind of force myself to grab the guitar and to write from that standpoint. But in this case, you hear the piano coming through. Um, and, um, my approach to writing a song is always a journey. Like it has to take you on a journey. It has to take you somewhere. There has to be dynamic changes. There has to be, um, yes, some hills and valleys that you encounter along the way. Um, and, uh, obviously have those high points where you want to hear more of certain things. Uh, and lines that just, you know, become a catchy uh, a thing that hopefully in the end will stay in your mind. Uh, just kind of like the Baby Shark song. <laughs> <laughs> that earworm. Yes. Do you, do you ever, as you're working with a client, do you ever start off with something that you think the client wants and then the song becomes something completely different? And you kind of have to go, well, uh, I don't know if this is the direction I wanted to go in. Yeah. No, no, of course. It, Interesting. It, um, there's you, and that's part of being a, uh, a songwriter, producer, uh, whatever, um, in whatever, you know, part you are in the creative field. Um, you have to be okay with someone coming in mm-hmm. and changing mm-hmm. things on you mm-hmm. and develop <laughs> the thick skin of not taking it personally. Cause you know, obviously these are right. works. So these are like little baby right. uh, for you. And you have to be okay for someone to come in and say, that's cool, but, 
but not what I was thinking about. Like, I'm really not digging the piano or I'm not digging this aspect of it. Can we change it around? Can we make it more this instead of that? I'd asked one of the other artists this question. I said, you know, what if you had created a piece of music and it was this beautiful masterpiece and then your client decides to use it for something completely different? So, you know, like maybe like this song, we heard song phobia. What if it were like in, let's say, a KFC chicken ad, you know, (laughs) how does it make you feel as a as a creator? Man, as as an author creator, I think, of course, you'd be bummed because, you know, you would expect (laughs) for it to be used in something that you early envisioned for it to be used. But if KFC wanted to pay us for this song, by the way, (laughs) we wouldn't object. We wouldn't object. You can't be mad if they're trying to pay you, too. So you're like, hmm. Okay, where do I want to put my foot down? Maybe after they pay me. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you have to be okay with it taking a different shape and um, yeah, taking its own, becoming something different than you intended, uh, especially if someone else comes in with different or better ideas. And you have to be completely open with that too, that Mm. um, you're not it. You're not the, you know, you're ideas aren't the end all be all kind of a thing it's you have to be open there's other people that could come in and man just help it in in such good ways too with uh string phobia what kind of plugins are you using on that um so i am using uh project sam uh plugin called synphobia which was my take on string phobia just because uh, I believe that was uh, one of the first ones I did once I acquired that orchestra sampling software. I've had some other ones prior to that, but um, that's the other thing with naming and creating so many songs. You have to kind of <laughs> get true. creative and yeah, just that's right. like, okay, what's going to help me remember this one? And uh, yeah, anything you could grab onto, you know. Um, and and just kind of flip it a little bit. Um, uh, guilty confession. Uh, there was one that one drum beat um, that, or actually one track that I came up with after listening to a Jonas <laughs> Brothers um, song. So um, I took the bros and put that within the track just so that I would remember that that was something. Interesting. Now, I didn't take any other melodic or anything like that. I just really right. liked one of the drum beats that they had within this song. So I kind of copied some of the drum aspects of it and then added my own stuff to that. But once again, <laughs> anything you grab onto right. to uh, help you well, come up Well, sometimes great artists will just pull anything. I mean, I don't think there's any piece of music you can listen to without something yeah, influencing anyway. Influenced, yeah. Everything's influenced by everything else. Definitely. But yeah, that one has string phobia. Uh, and I think it's the second software. And that's such a great software. Um, man, some great uh, sampling happened there. How about like the, the drums? Um, uh, drums are percussion. from Native Instruments. Um you have some orchestral drums in there. There's some hits to some drops, some bass drops, kind of that switch, that dynamic moment from a, being almost like this peaceful serenity to mm-hmm. I'm going to kick your door in kind of a thing. <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, right. And, um, and that comes from like symphony essentials that Native Instruments has. And um, 
sometimes just uh, finding samples within even like Omnisphere. Omnisphere has some great stuff, um, some digital stuff that you know you stack and kind of hide just to beef up right. um, and make your sounds little bit bigger you know what i like about this song too is that i feel like it can fit i said you know a movie trailer to a great or trailer to a great block of buster movie but what i like about this track is i think it can be universally used for a lot of stuff television for commercials for uh you know obviously the advertising things but it's a very universal power type of a song you know that in if, if somebody came to you you could easily expand this out and make it a much longer Right, and this was a very short, relatively short um, track for this kind of world because everything you encounter within this orchestral cinematic scoring kind of field, it's, right. it tends to be on the longer side because you're scoring for a 20, you know, or or, or five to 10 minute action scene or whatever it may right. be. Um, so this was a, just a quick dab in and out kind of without... Uh, losing someone uh, within it because I mean if you do you have to be a soundtrack junkie or fan to listen to soundtracks I mean you just right not that's, many people <laughs> sit down and like let do. me pull up some soundtracks <laughs> Woo, yeah uh, and I love like Inception and some of these other ones that I mean I could listen to them personally but Certainly. I don't think any other <laughs> right right not meant for the you know, and, show. and one thing too I admire about you is that anyone can have soundtracks, can buy soundtracks, but to implement them the way you do to make them work all together, that's real gifting. So that's that's Thank talent. You. All right, this is really great stuff. Let's take just a couple of minutes for an advertisement break. Hi there, I'm Dan Young, co-founder of Sonic Productions, your music production company. We partner with businesses to help you deliver your best message professionally, elegantly, and with the power to capture your audience. Our goal is to serve you as you seek to grow your brand, whether you use Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or other mediums like podcasting or television. We'll work with you to custom tailor a song to fit your campaign, or you can visit our music licensing business, Sonica, to choose from over a hundred original songs ready for licensing. Voiceover narration is also available. So when it's time to seriously consider growing your business, consider Sonic Productions to stand out. Sonic Productions, our music, your story. Visit us at www.sonicproductions.biz to contact our team and to learn more. Uh, I want to listen to your uh, another one. Um, this one's a, a bit of a departure from the last one. Chill Lo-Fi With Me. Yes. Uh, you want to listen to this one? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it.
right, that one's uh, that's good too. It's very different, obviously, uh, yeah. from your string phobia. <laughs> uh, I, I like it a lot, and it's uh, I guess by the name, of course, chill lo-fi with me. That's really the lo-fi type of a tune that we're we're looking for here. Yeah. Um, do you feel comfortable in that genre? Is that something that you uh, you, you like to do? Chill. Uh, that lo-fi, that, that lo-fi mu- kind of music. A... Yeah, it's it's um, it's a fun. Um, fun genre to do. It is because I mean you could hear like the jazz influence because it's right. It's more of like a jazz hip hop kind of genre uh, with the whole vinyl filters effects yeah. kind of incorporated into it. But it does like it's very vibey, um, very jazzy. Kind of pulls out some of the jazz that I can't do on day to day basis <laughs> with pop tracks and stuff like that. Um, and this is one case where, you know, adding a little extra, um, in, in, in the case of like chords, like adding mm-hmm. an extra nine, uh, flat nine X stuff like that, um, does actually help. Like it does make it much nicer and you depart from the normal one, four, five, six, you know, structure, chord structure that you encounter in pop music. Okay. Um, so yeah, I hear you know it's like I hear like a Ella Fitzgerald or something. If she had like a hip hop track backing her up, yeah, <laughs> smoky kind of background, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's the yeah, best I can it come is, up with. Man. And and this one was fun to do. Um, it um, it was challenging in the in the sense of um, making sure that it was within the right BPM because okay. you want and I I originally did it a lot slower than the version that you just heard. Uh, the one that you just heard was at 80 BPM. Uh, originally did it at 70 BPM. So it was really laid back. Uh, it was, I mean, if you're into lo-fi music, um, it's pretty chill, laid back music, you know, for uh, studying, just mm-hmm. hanging out in the wee hours of, you know, the night. Um, and I wanted to make sure that the BPM was right. And that it just felt very laid back. So drums are offset, as you could hear, uh, which is what you encounter so much in that music. Right. Um, The piano, once again, is just one of the main instruments there. Um, The bass, once again, just gives me a little bit more chance to be groovy with the bass. And I think I use Trillion for that bass software, uh, which is pretty, I mean, it sounds pretty close to a real, real thing. and you had um oh, oh sorry you you um I heard through a lot of this that bass line um, that really goes between the jazz to the hip hop but keeps it really between the two. Yeah, the the bass has like secondary role within this because it has a line that really eventually yes. sticks out. That's and, what I was looking for. Um, it's- hopefully stays with you and becomes part of this. Um, this song. So yeah, it, it plays a, a secondary line to uh, the piano uh, line that is happening throughout the song. Now I'm also hearing a different uh, plugin and it sounds like vocalizations. Yeah. So um, tell, tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of, of uh, vocal sampling and softwares that do that. So um, output has a couple, including arcade uh, that include that. Aside from you being able to do it on your own, you know, by uh, recording something vocally and, and 
manipulating through effects and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, I felt that it it could use maybe a female vocal on there, and um, uh, the easiest thing was to go since I'm not a female or don't <laughs> really uh, uh, sound like one. Uh, it just felt like okay, let's find uh, some kind of sampling uh, of someone that would fit this vibe too. Yeah, uh, and that was on. That's almost like jazzy scatting type mm -hmm. of uh, line and without it getting too poppy. I think uh, it, there's there's real value in having a vocalization modeled because to actually have somebody come in and you coach them through and say, yeah. hey, I want you to sing and do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of easier yeah. just to have it, have it automatically just done. Just ad-lib to whatever I play. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm big big on that so you'll hear a lot of the vocal sampling stuff like that uh throughout a lot of my tunes and and actually in the next one that you'll hear uh that's a big part as well and um yeah there's actually um well once we get to the next one i'll talk about that but. yeah we will um you, you you talked a little bit earlier about bpms and that this song originally you had much slower um, how often are you creating music and realizing, you know, this would sound better if it's a little faster, this would sound a little bit better if it's slower. And does that change the song overall? Yeah. You got to know what you're writing for and that, uh, will affect your BPM. Uh, so you gotta, yeah, you definitely have to know, uh, where your genre, if you're going to want to write up the next, you know, upbeat pop hit, I mean, you can't be in the in the hundreds you know especially if it's gonna be like dance music mm -hmm. you can't be in the 100 bpm range you're gonna want to be in 120 and up uh kind of thing and it depends also kind of the feel that you give it i mean right. if it's of a double time kind of feel but yeah uh yeah you definitely have to know uh your audience and who you're writing for in a previous show we had interviewed uh nick span our sound designer he had mentioned something about when he's doing because he'll his music is more of a I, I'm an old guy, so I say techno, and it means a whole different <laughs> yeah. range of things. But his seemed more of an electronic dance music-ish yeah. type of a genre. He's big on drum and bass. Drum and bass, yeah. right. And he told me that there's a science behind a BPM with your heart rate. Like if you're going for 177, that's like double the actual heartbeat rate. And so he'll write mm. to that to get you a little more pumped. And yeah. so... I, so I, I often wonder, yeah, you know, how, yeah, I, I hadn't heard of that before, but I, I often wonder if changing the BPMs, like on this one, if you brought it down to where it's slower, I mean, would that just put people to sleep and it's yeah. like, it's no interest anymore, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, you got to be careful too. <laughs> you don't put to sleep. Uh, the, I mean, what's a heart rate? I think usually your heart rate will know. be anywhere between 60 and 70 BPM. And that's a i think normal depends on your health i guess <laughs> level too <laughs> uh, because i hear that i mean unhealthy health right well yeah some of the i mean if you're a runner your heartbeat will usually be slower on on the resting on that spectrum. heart your yeah, resting, resting heartbeat, heartbeat yes. okay got it um so and then of course you know you want your heartbeat to reach a certain point if you're trying to burn calories and you know be between i think 100 and 20 140 or 150 i think is like probably when you're running so i could definitely see the 177 being like man 
I mean, aside from having fun and dancing, you're also burning some good calories. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not easy to achieve that heart rate, uh, like up at 150 or something. Yeah. I think My, the older uh, you get, the lower it goes. A good friend of mine, Gabby Mazar, she has a podcast, uh, the Fit Minute podcast, and, and she interviewed me one time, and, and she was we were talking about how music influences exercise. And there's a big correlation behind the kind of music you have with the type of exercise you're doing. Am I running? Am I cycling? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a big deal. Yeah, you gotta have a beat to work out. Definitely into run. Um, let's go ahead and listen to our last one. Uh, this song uh, is "Fade to Black," and I think it was one of our original promo videos. Yep. Right. All right. Let's listen to that one. That one was, that's really cool. Again, with the vocalizations. Yeah. <laughs> that one was, that was, that's really cool. I like that one very much because it's, it's very upbeat too. Um, so the, tell me how, how often do you use this vocalization stuff, vocalization stuff in, in your work? Um, um, I, I like it. So I know it's <laughs> probably not good. I use it all the time, but it's, it's all I, good. It, it, I, like I, it. I try to throw it in uh, just because I think it adds so much, but especially, and if I'm doing like pop stuff, um, mm-hmm. it's and, pretty popular uh, too. I'm hearing it in a lot of yeah, stuff. It's so a, pretty much everyone's kind of throwing it in just cause it gives it a different feeling. There's something to be said about a vocal, um, and the frequencies of vocal achieves unlike any other instrument. I mean, it's its mm-hmm. own instruments. So having right. that in there, right. uh, adds so much and, uh, the running, I guess joke is that I don't know what it means or I don't know what they're saying in this song. So if you, if you know what they're saying, <laughs> please tell uh, us. let me know. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little sample that I found. So anyway, That's then that threw good. it in, but yeah, no one knows what it says. It's good. I also like the, um, the string work in this song is cool. Cause I'm hearing not only the rolling strings, but also the pizzicato hits, Yeah, which is plucking to happen in there. Plucking and really good stuff. Uh, it's a good song. So it's a little, yeah, a little blend of, um, having the orchestra within this, I guess, very solid, bold statement of pop slash hip hop, uh, happening there. Uh, but yet incorporating, yeah, like the strings and 
just the the side the element of them plucking strings and right creating that that contrast uh of a gentleness within this almost mean sounding song um do you so how many different types of string plugins do you have is it like one type of string thing that you just pull little bits here and there or do you have to find several different plugins in order to get what you want out no of it? uh some plugins are pretty good about giving you different um uh styles of playing for that instrument um whether it be pizzicato um if it's crescendos that you're looking for um yeah just all all the different types uh they'll a, a good software will give you selection um mm-hmm. uh, and but it's hard to say within one software you know because you always feel like oh i think this one software has a better uh string sound when it has to do with you know uh, pizzicato or mm-hmm. you know this one has better orchestral drums or this one has a better horn mm-hmm. uh french horns you know as far as that goes so or in this case you know it'd be uh, better drums or and you know because this one's more of a poppy one so yeah it is um but yeah it's a little little balance of like you know throwing in all these different ingredients into this now, have you gotten to, have you gotten to the point to where you're hearing other people's work and you go, I know exactly what plugin that is. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly uh, what that well, is. First of all, there's so many plugins out there. That That's it's, true. It's it's hard, but there are certain things that give some plugins away. Um, uh, certain sounds, just tone, the timbre of some of them that you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were using this okay. software for that. Um, does that but bother? Yeah, but, does that bother you at all? Um, I don't that, listen. That you, that I don't you, listen to music the same way anymore because, I mean, nowadays, anytime I listen to, or I watch a movie, or if I'm listening to a commercial on TV, <laughs> I'm now analyzing the music behind it, the score behind it, um, the jingle behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, the when I'm listening to artists, I'm now listening to what the producers are doing. Yeah, uh, what instrument is you know, at the top or standing out, you know, sitting on top of the mix and which ones are buried and how they approach all that. So yeah, you do. I, yeah, it's definitely not the same as I used to listen. Somebody told me a long time ago, cause I had introduced uh, what we do to a group of other business people uh, that we create music for your advertising and free music. And one of the things I said as an exercise, do yourself a favor, go listen to commercials now and listen to what the music does to lead you to buy that product. Yeah. And somebody came back to me and they said, you know what, Dan, it's really cool to know how music is really influential, but I feel like you've ruined music for me because <laughs> now, because now I'm not just enjoying the moment. I'm like now listening to yeah. it. Uh, do you feel like sometimes if people are using certain plugins, it kind of ruins it maybe a little bit. You kind of like wish, oh, man, you should have tried that other plugin or tried this other style. No, I think if anything, if something doesn't feel like it fit the genre or the style that they were going for, I think that's when it becomes a little distracting. But if you can, I mean, use, I don't know, strings within the hip hop, you know, Mm -hmm. which kind of happens quite a bit. But um, I don't know if you want to use some kind of um, Middle Eastern instrument into in the orchestral setting or a pop setting, you have to make it fit and find the right place for it. If you do and you're successful, then that's where it's like, man, that sounded like I've never thought about using that instrument. Do you sometimes hear it misplaced? Um, 
Or yeah, I mean, you you hear stuff that you're like, mm, yeah, like I'm not sure I would have done that. But then again, who am I to say? Well, it's in the uh, eye of the beholder, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Beauty and value is all in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, there are certain things that now distract me, like you know, going to the movies. It's hearing scores now, you know, soundtracks. What what are they doing? Like you know, like the runs, the the way they mesh things together and interweave melodies together and how different instruments pick up certain lines you know one leaves the line you know finishes with a certain line and the other instrument picks up with it and you know continues it in the next journey as the music is going along you know again i i really admire your ability to put music together and i also admire your level of education in in scoring i mean you create some pretty good stuff yourself um there was one of the songs we did for a client uh for uh uh, Alaska, we called it the Alaska theme, yes. and uh, it was just a beautiful yeah. soaring part. Um, How do you feel if, if maybe a I don't know, a movie producer came to you and said, "Hey, man, uh, we want you to make this soaring romance story, kind of a kind of a thing." Yeah, I would I would be excited and also uh, scared for my life <laughs> at the same time. It, it's one of those things where you know, it's a whole other beast. The scoring side is a whole other beast, and there's certain things that um, definitely uh, getting more into that world is something I would love to do. Um, but yeah, I would totally be excited for it and uh, take up the challenge to do it. Right. I know it'd be difficult, um, but um, right, so. from now I get to do it more on the music vet side of it without having to sync it up with actual, uh, although I have done some syncing with actual scoring to like video content um, and it is tough. I mean, but Doing it for a film would be a whole other right. animal. Well, it's the next challenge for Sonic Productions. Yeah, We're going to have you, uh, those of you listening out there, and let's bring it to the challenge. All right, great. Daniel Laura, this was fantastic. Really great job, Daniel. I love your Thank pieces. You, this is a lot of fun to, to have you thanks break them down. Me. And uh, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Dan, for having me. You got it, bud. You've been listening to The Sonic Cast, where artists discuss their passion for creating music. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can find show notes in the descriptions as well as information to hear more from our guest. You can also visit us at www.sonicproductions.biz to license music and shop for some cool merchandise. Sonic Productions, our music, your story.